Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Last week, I started a message called Rekindling the Fire in You. We had a mighty move of God. And I don't try to reduplicate messages. Ain't no such thing as reduplicate messages. But I said, Lord, are we through with that? And God says, no. So, uh, Today, I want to teach Rekindling the Fire in You, Part 2. And we're going to keep uh, as a subtopic. Last week was getting your focus back. This week, our subtopic will be keep the fire burning. Keep the fire burning. How many of you know to rekindle means restart? And once you rekindle a fire, you, you got to keep it burning. Uh, how many of you from the old school grew up in the country? How many of you remember the fire, the, the wood stoves? You had to chop wood, and, and, and I remember we had one, and it's one thing getting the fire started. Yeah, but you have to cut some wood and keep it going. We had black coal. You remember a bag of coal? Throw some coal in there, some wood, and then what? Pull kerosene and poker. You had a poker. Got to keep that thing going, man. That, that was the heat to the house. We had that little four-room here. It went all through all four rooms. So it's one thing what God did last week, but now we want to keep the spiritual momentum going. There were people at the altar crying. There was a freshness. And I want to pick that up uh, right where we left off. And you that are live streaming, we saw all the uh, requests for that message also. So we, we love you and uh, we want to keep the fire burning. Look at your name and say, keep the fire burning. All right, praise God. So if you're going to rekindle something, I don't want it. It was good as a fire, but going to go out tonight. You know. The fire is slowly dying, and we still say, don't let it die. Still saying dividing. No, no, we're going to keep this thing rekindled. What God did in our life, we're serious. This is an awakening of the church, okay? Praise God. All right, so with that in mind, let's go back to our foundation scripture, 2 Timothy chapter uh, 1, and let's read verse 5 and 6. Paul is talking to Timothy, his son in the faith, 2 Timothy uh, the first chapter, uh, verse 5 and 6. And he said, Wherefore, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. Now, you know if faith is in thee, what's in him? The word of God. Faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But he said, which first dwelt, which first dwelt in thy grandmother, Lois. And we see a generational effect here. And thy mother, Eunice. And I'm persuaded it's also in thee. Therefore, I put thee in remembrance to stir up the gift of God. We want to stay stirred up. Praise God. It, it, to keep a fire going, you got to stir it up. We just talked about that. Which is in thee by the putting on in my hand. Now, the Amplified breaks this down even more. In the Amplified Bible, it says here, he says, I am calling to memories your sincere and unqualified faith. When, I, when I'm doing that, for the leaning of your entire personality on the God uh, in Christ, which is absolute trust, faith, confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness, and faith, and which first it lived permanently in the heart of your grandmother Lois. Now, now I want you to catch hold of something because I'm going to make a connection here. You know, we talk about generational curses, but there are generational things that, that, that you choose like the both thou and thy seed. And, and, and God wants us to have godly influence. And, and so 
even though he's talking about his natural lineage, his mother and grandmother, there's a spiritual lineage. How do you know I'm your spiritual father? You didn't join this church. And there's the things I've sown in you. And, and they're talking about things that have been sown in you. You said that your, your grandmama's feet and she, she gave you the word. And mama, he said, and Lord, and then your mother Eunice sold the word in you. I'm persuaded this, this thing dwell in you also. Now notice what he said about it. Just because something is in you, this is where the message comes from. And that is why I'm reminding you. Well, I'm reminding the things. Before this pandemic hit, some of you, there were things sown in you. Years, some of you have been members, five years, three years, ten years. And, and, the, and, and the devil don't care what's sown. He wants you to forget it or let it die down. And so I'm putting you remember the same way Paul is putting Timothy to remember things that's been so, spiritual things, the word of God, faith, all these things. I would remind you to stir up, rekindle. There's a lot of stuff. That, that, you know, some of us were struggling before the pandemic, but we've lost some things. We lost, the church lost its hands, our passion, our love for God. Rekindle, he says, uh, uh, the embers of and fan. I need my fan up here. Someone going to give me a fan because I'm going to use it this morning. Just not, not one of us should just come to the side. And, and, and he said, fan uh, the flame of, thank you, sir, because Jesus got a fan in his hand. And in order to rekindle and sometime to, 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 to stir back up, when that wood done got cold and, you know, the fire going down, you can see those little spots in the wood. It's something called a wind fan. You start blowing it, get brighter and brighter. Rekindle, fan the flame up, and keep burning. That's, that's our subtopic, keep the fire burning. The gracious gift of God, all the, the word that you've heard, the teaching that you've heard, when you was at home streaming and everything was shut down and, and restaurants shut down and, and, you know, the school system was shut down and entertainment was shut down, God almost made it where we had to put our attention on him. I mean, some of us, we got to where we was on curfews. And, and we, when we was at home, it's not like being under the teaching of the things that's been sown in you live. And I'm, I'm calling you to stir up. Same way he said, stir, rekindle. Get your fire back. Get your head back. Time you spent with God. Meditation time. Prayer time. Come on. Things that you let drop. Dreams, visions that you have. You were excited. But then all of a sudden the pandemic shut down everything. And stuff began to kind of cool off and go down. And he's, he's stirring us up. He said, the inner fire. That's what I want you to get. This fire. And when we're talking about the inner fire, well, even though we're using natural fire as, a, as, a, as, a, as a, a metaphor, you know we're talking about Holy Ghost fire. Fire for God. You know, we're going to talk about where Jesus said, uh, you know, I, I would that you was hot or cold, but you become lukewarm, church. See, see, some of you, when you just walk through the door, you know, you need to measure your spiritual temperature. Just like when you walk through that door, they, they took your temperature, you know, and, and, and it, 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 you know, as long as you were a certain place, you know, you, you were good, come on in. Well, well, we need a spiritual thermometer to, 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 thermometer to say, where are you with God? Are you hot, cold? Have you lost something? Uh, and look at your name and say, check, check your temperature. Oh, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You ain't got to whatever. All right. He said, why? Because he said, is it hot? He said, stop the inner fire. When fire dies on the 
inside, we go try to be ignited from other things and entertainment and this and that. And ain't nothing like Holy Ghost fire. No substitute for the it. This fire got to come from the inside. When Peter lost his fire from the inside, he began to deny Jesus. And the closer he got to the cross, he began to kind of get warm. He was warming himself with enemies, warming himself with folks didn't even believe what he believed. Come on, why? He's trying to keep one from another source. And God said, I want you to go back to the source of fire in your life. I'm the one that saved you. I'm the one that delivered you, praise God. And I want you to stir some things back up. Get your joy back. Get your passion back. He said, the inner fire that, that, that is in you, that, that by means of laying on of hands, which those elders at your other name. See, there are some things I've imparted to y'all, God. Uh, when this pandemic first hit and folks start coming back afterwards, People start getting vaccinations or whatever. Things start getting a little more confidence, whatever. Put your confidence in the word of God to which your vaccination and keep wearing your mask. This is common sense things. Don't make it political. You do what you want to do. I'm going to give you the word. You know, I ain't got time for all that stuff. But one thing I, I wanted me to do, go, oh, man, I got a call back. Oh, the members, those are not that. And God said, no, don't you do that. Said, You've done your job. You sown in. They're going to have to stir themselves. You've done your job. Matter of fact, if, if you lose someone during the pandemic, you never had them. It wasn't really down in them. They had some of the motive. Because they're going to still be live streaming whether they're here physically or streaming. They're going to stay connected to you. It's up to them to stir. Notice he says, you stir it up. Paul said, I can't do this. You get back in the word. You get back down on your knees. You get back in the book. I, yeah, now I'm doing my part. I kept preaching. I kept teaching. I, can't, I can help you. I can spark you. But I can't keep you going. We got to keep this fire burning. Hallelujah. 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 So, so, so Paul is using here a, uh, a scenario that I'm using that I've sown some stuff in some of y'all guys. And some of you got on it. That's why we came to the altar. We're like, man, we've missed this. And we didn't lay, put hands, and, you know, social distance, all sense, physical distance. But we've been, we've, been, we've been assembling. It's just been the wrong place. You don't have no problem going to the Walmart. You're standing in line. You're all up on people. You out there. You ain't stuck on no soldier today. You trying to get out of there. Standing in line. Matter of fact, you start getting stuck. You don't even need us. Let me give me a Kit Kat, baby. That's why they put all that stuff there, by the way. Have y'all noticed that? If the Kit Kat don't get you the, 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 the baby roof, something going to get you. Hershey bar or something. You go, oh, my God. Two, two for one. But so we've been assembling. And this is the prayer. It's nothing like. Being in the manifest presence of God. You know, in the Old Testament, where the cloud, the glory was, God, that's where the healing took place. Screaming is good, you that are still at home. Thank God for it. Some of us need to for medical reasons, whatever. But the bottom line is, nothing takes place of the manifest presence of God. In his presence is fullness of joy, and at his right hand are pleasures evermore. So I've done my part. You got to stir yourself. Look at you and say, stir yourself. Can you stir me up? No, you stir yourself up. 
I'm trying to keep my own fire going. You got any more coal there? Get your own coal. Keep your own fire burning. I can help you now. I'm going to give you a little something, but you better go down to the store. Can't depend on me. You got to stir yourself up, Timmy. Come on, we're talking about rekindling the fire, that inner fire in you. Praise God. And some of us got honest. We all did. We just were just going through the motions. Spiritually dead. But God is restoring and bringing us back. Not just stuff. We always talk about the, the, you know, our car and home. And so God wants to restore your spiritual life. Restore the joy of my salvation. I'm going to get my joy back, my edge back. Hallelujah. It's more than just about cars and homes and stuff being restored. That means nothing if the fire dies on the inside. So put this statement up. Keep your inner fire to keep your inner fire burning, it's got to have fuel. We just talked about that. And that fuel is the word of God. That's the first thing some of us let go was the main fuel, your gasoline. You got to start a fire, you rekindle it. But mama used to say, boy, it's getting cold in there. Go in there and check that stove. We open it up and I have to put another piece of coal, take a little piece of splintery wood, put it in there. And see old, old school, for they don't know what they're talking about. Y'all just go to a dial. You got something called central air. Our central air was the windows when they were open. And you set it, I'm going to set it on 70. I'm going to set it on, it's cold in here, I'm going to put it on 72. We had to work. Had to take that poker and every now and then old law been at a pop. And a pop. You don't watch it, I had to. Think I got a place right now today where that thing popped on me. Stuck, I'm like, Jesus. But thank God for fire. Woo! Rekindle. Man, you get to work in that fire, that thing get hot. You turn that stuff over, you see them embers, them coal. It don't be black, no, it be red. Well, we were set for the night. Everybody could sleep good. We had, why? We stirred ourselves. God is saying, I want you back. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm ready. I'm ready this morning. Ah, right, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for letting me keep preaching. Now, I wasn't going to preach it unless he said do it. Go, go to Jeremiah. So, so you got to keep fuel. How, how you going to rekindle and keep a fire going if you don't add fuel to it? Huh? You got to add something. Even if you got all, all take If you got in that, uh, one of those, you know, uh, 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 what you call it, uh, no, the, 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 where you keep the, the butane tank. Propane. You got to refuel it. That tank ain't going to last forever. It's going to go down, whatever it is. Because we did graduate from that. I know how we'd all, but we had an oil thing. But that, even that went down the oil. I had to come. I had to come pull that long thing. I remember. Shh. Anything, any fire must be refueled. 
And some of us became negligent, not because we wanted to. It was just so much happening. We were seeing deaths in our family. This virus was hitting people, and jobs were being closed down. The business was closed. It, this pandemic kind of just spiritually threw a monkey wrench in our lives, and we just, you know, we couldn't go here. And, and then the kids came out of school, and, and they were trying to learn at home and this. And even now, as we send this new, this new, this new Delta virus, and, and what it's doing in school first, open back up first day, and 20 kids, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. And it's hitting this and hitting God. That's why we ain't got time to be separated. Listen, we got to stand as a church against this thing in the name of Jesus. We don't have time to be fussing about mandates and non-mandates. The devil is killing folk. The church got to get his focus back. These are things that have called our fire to go down. When we got the fussing and arguing over one another, about stuff that's not even going to matter in the kingdom. Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. So we're talking about keep the fire burning now. What God did in my life, not just last week, he's restoring me, man. I, I ain't letting it go out. I'm not letting distractions get me no more. I'm not getting pulled out of focus. I'm not, I don't have time for drama and argument, folks, over nothing. You know, when, when, when you're keeping a fire, you got to watch that fire, too. You got to keep your focus. You just can't leave a fire burning without attending to it. Come on now. Come on. Stuff start happening. That's dangerous. And the devil will get you arguing with folks and mad at folks. Use your kids and folks. And you, you've been done lost your home or messing with somebody. Come on. Jeremiah 23. Look at verse 29. Jeremiah said, is not my word like a fire? See, that's the fuel. Huh? The word of God. How much word have you been in this week? How much time? I just made this statement, you that's streaming. I made this statement. I said, communication is the basis to sustain any relationship. Communication is the basis to sustain any relationship, whether it's a marriage, a home, or you with your kid, or you to God. This is how God communicates with us. Huh? That's, if you're going to have a sustained relationship, he said, my, it's not my word like a fire, hold it there, I'm going to finish it. It's not my want to get this out. So in order to keep the fire burning, you've got to keep the fuel of the word of God in your spirit. Come on. Because the fire, if you put fire on fire, it's going to keep burning. The word is our fuel that we need. It's the gasoline, it's the kerosene, it's the propane, it's the whatever it is that sustain the fire. And some of us, we broke fellowship with God during this pandemic. We were so busy doing this, we, kick, we quit communicating. And when communication breaks down in any relationship, that's when it ends. Come on. When two people that's married quit talking, I ain't, I ain't, well, how your husband doing? I don't know. I ain't talked to him in a month. Divorce is not far away. And while y'all ain't talking, guess what? Pete Martin Natural Gas is. They still want their money. AT&T still is. Verizon didn't quit talking. They said, well, we want our money. So stuff is happening for what? Because communication is the basis of sustaining a relationship. If you really love God, you're going to communicate with him. 
You're going to let the word talk to you. This is not the Bible. This is the voice of God that keeps the fire burning. When I read God's word, it ignites something in me. When I come to church and hear the word, it ignites something that was gone down. I got to get back. It shines the light. It, and so the devil trying to separate you from the word. And he used all types of other issues. There's some people left the church over stupid stuff. And if you listen to him, you're just streaming. I still love you. You're the one who left. Come on back home. It's not my word like a fire. See, now let me tell you something about fire too. Lord help me. Ah! Fire reveals what's real. If it can't stand, put the stuff that's real, that's diamonds that go through fire. They got to be refined. Gold go through fire. That's the difference between fake gold and 100% gold. See, people who stay with you through the fire are your real friends. Not just the folks when you had money, when you lost your job, when you lost your home. Come on. But there were still friends that was right there. Not like Joe's friend who showed up to accuse him. Find reveal who's real. Everybody walk with you when the sun is up. But when the fire hit, can you go through the fire with me? Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God went through with the fire. He didn't take them out of the fire. He took the heat out of the flame. God got some folks that will stay... Saith the Lord is like a hammer that breaking things in peace. Let me tell you what this fire does. It's a refining fire. It purges out the impurities, the strife, the hatred, the unforgiveness. Huh? All the addictions, all the things that's not good for your life. Come on, put it up and amplify, you'll see it. It's not like my word of fire that consumes. It's a consuming fire. It don't consume you. It consumes stuff you don't need. All the junk in your life that's separating you from, from spiritual production. Your word will purge you of that. Impurities. Things that, that await. That stuff that cannot endure the test. See, that's what I'm saying. Can it go through the test? Fire reveals what's real, man. You don't know what real friends you have till something negative happens. You, the fire is put to your, your relationship. And if you can make it through the fire... And get rid of all the impurities and get some understanding. You'll come out better. Because you can look back and say, look what the Lord brought me through. This hit my house. This hit. And here we still are. He said to endure the test, said the Lord. It's like a hammer. Watch this. How many of you know sometimes things break come on our line that you want to resist? Little Cerex addiction or so-and-so addiction or strife or some type of bondage. And it's like, I just can't get it. He said, what you can't deal with, you stay in my word. It's like a, it'll break into the most stubborn resistance. It'll finally break everything. You'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. It'll get rid of the hatred. It'll get rid of the strife. It'll get rid of the bad temper. It'll get rid of the, the drugs. It'll get rid of the alcohol. If you just stay with the word, stuff that's trying to hold on to you that you know is not good for your life. But without fire, not only are we not rekindled, 
these resistance things that want to hold that the enemy put in your life. That's just the way you are. You're just broken and you can't be fit. He's trying to hold these things in our lives. That's why if you're going to keep the fire burning, you've got to get into this word. You got, I mean, the word of God is not an option. It's a necessity. Job put it this way. I think it's Job 23, 11. He says, or 13 rather, or 11, 11 through 13. He says, I've esteemed the words of your mouth more than my necessary food. I might forget, I might forget to go to McDonald's and Burger King and Red Lobster, but I ain't going to forget to go to this word. It's more important. When you get that type of commitment, see, I'm trying to share what happened during the pandemic. We got away from the fuel. The fire began to get low. But God is stirring some things back up. Do I have any witnesses? If you know what I'm talking about, if you feel the fire burn again, put your hand up. Someone shout, hallelujah, if you know what I'm talking about. The enemy don't want you on fire. He don't want you fired up full of faith, excited. He wants you depressed. And the reason a lot of us have gone through that is because we begin to not give attention to the word of God, our daily diet, which fuel fire. So it's your responsibility to feed on, and I put this up, to fuel on. So now that I realize fire is my fuel, like kerosene, like the coal, like the wood, my responsibility. It's your responsibility, not mine. I'm doing my job. I'm teaching. You can come each week and get it. But I can't go home with you and make you read the word, make you turn off the television, not the remote control, and say, send some time with God. That it's your responsibility. If you want to keep the fire burning, it's your responsibility to feed on, fuel on God's word, the scriptures daily. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread. I dare say there are very few people here who wake up and forget to eat. Some of you are already thinking about it. My God, when are you going to get through, man? I, I don't want to get the K&W cook. See, you already, because we train our bodies to feed our body, but not our spirit. Jesus said, my words are spirit, they're life. Huh? The same way that your physical body demands food, your spirit He's crying out. I need the word. I can't, I can't live by bread alone, but by every word of God, man. And so what happened, we began to neglect our spiritual diet during this pandemic, and we got ready, and the fire went low. But thank God, we are refueling. Whew. And I prophesy, fire God is hitting your house. God is stirring people. And he's doing it because we're getting back to the word. So, Acts 17, 11, and then Luke 24, 32. Look what he said. This is where we're going to have to get. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word. How many of you received the word? Watch this. With all readiness of mind, and they searched the scriptures weekly, every month, when they got time. After they came from the mall. Every day, if you're going to keep fire burning. They search the truth daily, whether these things be so. Just because the preacher said, I want to see for myself. That's why we say, open your mouth. There's a lot of junk being preached that's not in the word of God. 
You can't afford to go to a church where they read about three scriptures and Moses uh, came and, and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, mm -hmm, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Ezekiel said, bones, can you live? And, and then dry bones, you heard them, and they start cracking. Then that's it. And so you take off from there. All we were bones. What they got? And then they start, and yeah, yeah. And the toe bone connected to the ankle bone, ankle bone connected to the hip bone, knee bone connected to the thigh bone, thigh bone connected to the hip bone, a hip bone connected to the backbone, backbone connected to the neck bone. Say bone, bone. No, man, what's in the Bible? And you get to all that bone stuff, you, don't, you go home broke, sick, defeated, because you don't even know. Because he said, close the Bible. You're going to keep a fire burning. You're going to have to get in the Word and get hungry. I'm going to read. I heard Pastor preach, but I'm going home and get in the Word and see what the Holy Ghost going to say. Because I'm going to keep that fire. And I'm going to do it every day. Good God Almighty, I'm preaching myself happy. Them bones got me sweating. Put, a, put my other scripture up about Luke. You, you remember after, 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 after to show you that the word of God got fired on him? You remember after he was appeared and they didn't know that it was Jesus because he was resurrected? And, and he said, Mary, and remember after, and he spoke to 500 and laid on, right? And they didn't know because he had a glorified body. And this is the reason they said. And they said one to another, did not our hearts burn within us? Why? While he talked with us, while he opened the scripture. When people begin to open the scripture, the word of God, there's a burning. Forgive me. It sets, it's something that no other book of the, of the Congress of Library books can have. Thank God for philosophy books and these books and magazine and Jet Magazine and this magazine and so and so. Reader's Digest and a lot of magazines. But ain't nothing. This book calls your heart to burn when you get into the scripture. Why? It's filling the fire. So it's your responsibility. I can't make you open your Bible. I can't make you pray in fellowship with God. All I can do is inspire you and spark the fire. That's what I'm praying that something happened. Because there's something about when, you, when that fire gets to turning again. All of a sudden, the TV and all that, man, I got it, man. I, I got it. Now, I, I can do better than this. I can do better than this, man. I, you go back to the scripture, which we let go of during the pandemic. A lot of us wasn't reading no scripture. Some of us wasn't even streaming while I was too so uncomfortable. Don't think about streaming. You're comfortable. You're at home on your couch with your pajamas on, eating a sausage and egg sandwich. I'll be back, and I'm you missing everything. It ain't like being here. What you mean you'll be back? Go to the bathroom, stand there 15 minutes, wash your hands. You done miss half the message. Why? And then the fire was going down. Our hearts quit burning. Hallelujah. Go to Revelations 3. Anybody getting anything? 
Everyone shout fire. fire. Shout keep the fire burning. Now say, I'm fired up. That word, you know what's doing it? The word. While I talk and expound to you the scripture, fire is going in some of you. Life is going in some of you. Resurrection power. You fell in here. Thou broke, busted, and disgusted. You felt weak, depressed. But all of a sudden, the scripture and something is burning in your heart. My God, God is calling me back. God is calling me back to consecration. Prayer time. What's happening? I'm expounding to you the word and your heart begin to burn. This book will call your heart to burn like no other book. I let my oh my God, y'all gonna have to pray for me because this is stuff that's coming. It's just stuff coming straight from heaven this morning. This ain't on no no. Okay, Revelations. Here we go. Oh. Revelations chapter 3. Look at a verse. Shamanarabata. Yeah, shout. Shout again, brother. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Revelation 3, verse 13. He's writing to the church at Laodicea. And uh, in verse 13, he said, He that has an ear, first of all, to hear, you got to hear what the Spirit is saying. Some of you. Still don't. Some of you hearing God through these messages. Not just me. God is calling you back. There's a voice behind the voice. And it's God saying you left your first love. I still love you, man. I want you back. Rekindle. Stir it up. That inner fire. He said that unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans. Ha. Right. How many of you know what's good for the church of Laodiceans is good for the church at World Life? For the body of Christ worldwide. He said, write these things, said the amen. Faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works. You can't fool me. I don't get you dressed. I know your life. Not that we're trying to fool God, but some of us trying to steal lightly. We didn't lose nothing. God said, I know where you at. Just get honest. I know y'all done lost some. I know you're not like you used to be. He said, I know your works. He says, uh, that they're neither cold nor hot. I would say that it was either cold or hot, but because thou art lukewarm, Neither cold nor hard, I will spew you out of my mouth. Let me, let, let me explain this whole thing to some of y'all, because some of you yet sound rough. Yes, it's an indictment against the church, but, but there's something positive in this. He said, I know your works. He said, uh, you're neither cold nor are you hot. I wish that you wanted the other. I'll spew you out. How many of you ever tasted something that don't, ain't good? Did you just spew it out of your mouth? How many ever tasted some milk that's small? Did you just keep drinking it? <laughs> well, it was lukewarm. It lost something. 
Don't mean you was against it. You didn't quit drinking milk, did you? Just because you drank some bad milk. Sometimes people can, you know, make some food that ain't good. You know, you ever see people thought they can cook? All right, don't go looking at no one. Just keep laughing. And say, taste it. Yeah, this is good. And you go, mm, yeah, mm, that's good. And immediately they turn the hip. <laughs> like, dog. And then you tell someone, and she thought it was good. <laughs> or he. Oh, God. Let me take my time. Can I take my time? Take it. See, the layout of sins hurt something you didn't hear. You got to understand the demographics of the Laodicea. Laodicea was a city that was in a valley. And there was a city to the north of it called Hippopolis, kind of set up on a hill. And from Hippopolis, there was the hot spring mineral waters that came down. How I many of you know it was good for bathing, hot spring? How I many of you know mineral water, hot spring? It invigorates the body. It, was, it came from a pump. And, 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 and then to the south of Laodicea was Colossae, where they had the cold, refreshing water that came down from Colossae. That was good for drinking and being refreshed. How many of you know that like a good, cold glass of water? So you got the cold water from Colossae coming down that would refresh, good for drinking, then you got the cold water over here from Hypophilus, uh, hot water rather, that was good for mineral water for bathing and, and rigging. Ain't nothing like a hot shower. Come on, man. It'll wake you up and you put some minerals in there. So in between of these two, there was the Laodiceans of Laodicea. And so because Laodicea neither had hot nor cold, the water had to be, they used aqueducts of what we call water channels to come down from from, uh, from uh, 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 Hypophilus down to Laodicea. And there was aqueducts or water channels coming down, the cold water that would come, come down from Colossae to Laodicea. You understand? So because they had neither one, by the time the cold water, which you want cold and fresh, would get to, to, to Laodicea, it was lukewarm. Nobody want to drink no almost borderline hot water. I'm thirsty. You just got through cutting grass. You come in and you got, you, you want to drink hot water? So we're lukewarm. And so the same thing would happen over here in Hypophilus that, 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 that by the time the hot water would get there, it was lukewarm. It was not exactly cold. Nobody, uh, nobody won't take no bath and no lukewarm water. I want hot water. Huh? And so what he was saying, this is what they heard. He says, you'll neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other. Because if you were just all hot, at least you're going to do good. You could take a bath and be invigorated. You, there's some use in you. If you were just all cold, at least when I'm cold and I'm thirsty and I'm sweating, I'm cold. But because you're lukewarm, I, nobody don't want you. You're a I'm, see, see, he's not rejecting. He just said be one or the other. Because when the church becomes lukewarm, it's lost its youthfulness. Lukewarm, let me hit you. Stay with me. Stay with me. Don't y'all turn that channel. Lukewarm literally means indifferent. Which means 
Nothing matters. Nothing matters. People get saved, don't get saved. Don't matter to me. People come to church, don't get church. Don't matter to me. We pray, don't pray. Don't matter to me. Nothing matters. That's what a lot of us do independent. We just got where we were just going through. Nothing matters. I don't care if somebody gets saved or not. Nothing matters. Whether I read my Bible or not, don't matter to me. I'm trying to show you how the church got lukewarm. God is trying to reach out. Got to where nothing matters. What does not matter what's going on in the government? Well, they just, just the capital doesn't nothing matter to me. It don't matter good or bad. You and pray, nothing matters. Kids in school, not in school, don't matter to me. What I study with my child, don't matter. Lukewarm. Neither hot nor cold. Nothing matters. Because we became indifferent. We lost our edge. We lost our fire. It don't matter what people get saved or not get saved. Whether you come to the altar, don't get to the altar. That's why now you're not seeing that only we got churches, like I said, we've mixed ourselves. We've mixed our music. And we've mixed our songs and mixed our stuff. And we got rappers that's trying to do videos with R&B and, 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 and the church trying to, and we don't mix. God put a difference. And we've lost our ass because nothing matters. Whether you read the word or not, whether pastor preach or not, well, whether I stream or don't stream, I ain't got no time for him. Nothing matters. Luke won't. You ain't no good to nobody for nothing. He said, at least if you was cold, you could be a refreshment to somebody that's thirsty. At least if you were hot, you could help somebody invigorate someone by. But because you neither hot nor cold, That's what some of you been on. You were just going through the motions. Zero. Independent, man, I'm hurt. But God is calling us back from that lukewarm state. Do you remember the story in Luke? Tell him about the rich man and the beggar Lazarus do you remember that story it says the rich man fired sumptuously every day and Lazarus was a beggar laid at the gate and every day about since he passed by him and he would have ate the, the junk that fell off his table but he wouldn't even give him that because he was into his riches he paid no attention to Lazarus and the Bible says it came to pass that the rich man died and in hell he lifted up his eyes. And that Lazarus died, the beggar, and in the bosom of Abraham he lifted up his eyes. I mean, you know, no one had gone to heaven yet. The bosom of Abraham where they waited on him. It was a fixed gulf where they was protected. You can see there, but the people of Abraham, all the Old Testament patriarchs couldn't pass to hell and hell couldn't pass to them. Because he said, he said, he lifted up his eyes and said, send, 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 send Lazarus that he may dip, dip my, my, my tongue with cool water because I'm thirsty. I'm told he said, no, you can't pass between us and them. Now, this is what I want you to see. The rich man did not go to hell because he was rich. Why I know that? Because the Bible says he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham. Huh? In the bosom of Abraham. Abraham was the richest man on the face of the earth. He was probably a multimillionaire, but Abraham was a billionaire. 
And if it was riches that keep you out of heaven, then how did Abraham get in there? The reason the rich man went to hell because he was indifferent. It didn't matter whether that man ate or didn't. Died or lived. A whole lifetime. All that did was stop. But he got so lukewarm till the man became invisible. And that's what happens. We don't see the need. We don't care whether a soul gets saved or not. Stuff is invisible. We just that. We just, we, we, we get in denial. Stuff don't matter anymore. Well, everybody's under there. This pandemic, I lost this and this. We got angry. We got this and that. And that's what the pandemic did to all of us. And so God is trying to call us back out of this lukewarm state, church. So I want you either hot or cold. That don't mean to serve me. It only just means you've lost your usefulness because you become indifferent and you become insensitive to everything around you except yourself. There are people dying and going to hell. You're arguing over stuff that ain't even going to matter in the kingdom. While this virus is running rapid, don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, white, black, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, word of faith, the, the, this virus said, I just want to take folks off, and we should be focusing on unity, but we become indifferent. Nothing matters. You going to church? Mm, nah. You going to pray? Nah. You going to read the word? Nah. Lukewarm. And that's why the Laodiceans was hearing something that you didn't hear. Now you're hearing what they heard. God said, I don't want you to look warm. Why? The reason I spew your mouth, I can't use you. I still love you, but you don't have no usefulness. I didn't say I'm rejected. You just don't have no, I can't use you. Because you ain't good for the folks that's over there thirsty for cold water or the folks that need to be re revigorated with hot water from uh, Hypothesis. You become indifferent and insensitive to the needs of humanity to the point that you don't even see folks dying around you. Put up this statement. The church has become neither hot nor cold, but indifferent. That's why I taught this first. See, now, now the statement going to mean more to you. I gave the story behind it because I used to read that. Eh, well, God said, well, need to serve, get saved, but don't get saved. No. God wants us to use us. And no one can use lukewarm water. <laughs> Come on. You can't invigorate people when they're thirsty or quench their thirst. No one can use lukewarm mineral spring water. So the church has become neither hot nor cold, but lukewarm, indifferent, nothing matters. Whether read the Bible or not, it don't matter. Whether come to church or not, and, and, and let me help somebody. I understand why, because some of us have been going through. The devil hit your family, hit your marriage, hit your, and, but and you don't mean to be, but you can go through such battle fatigue. You just say, "My man, I ain't gonna do nothing." Yeah, well, pastor screaming, yeah, well, it don't matter. Ain't gonna change. You know how old this, old that, this so and so, so and so sick, so and so just got COVID nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Come on. God said you got to come out of that state. And he's using me to sound the trumpet in Zion. 
sound of alarm in the holy mount. The church cannot, we can understand the world because we got caught up. Whatever, Kitty's statement, whatever that is informing you is also forming you. This boy had that. Hopefully it'll go up. Call it kitty state. Whatever that is informing you is also forming you. That's why you be careful during this pandemic. We got to listen night and day, 24-7. ABC, CBS, CNN, Fox News, World News, World News, World News, misinformation, misinformation. And we didn't realize but behind all of that, it was forming something in us that's causing the fire. To die. We got further and further away from the fire, the things that didn't even matter. And it began to form an opinion to the point that people got mad. They were laughing. You read this way. Because we've been misinformed, it was forming something in us. You don't know this. The secular message behind stuff and the spirits behind movies and the spirits behind magazines and the spirits behind information is coming across to me. Some of us are sucking night and day instead of letting God inform us out of his word and keeping the fire burning. We left the diet of the word of God and we start feeding on something else that caused us to become lukewarm. And we... Didn't even know, start forming an opinion. You either this or that. To the point, right that man, don't man that man. Man, they, Why are you so edgy like that? What you, which, who you been listening to, Adam? Who told you you were naked? I wanted you to only eat for the tree of knowledge. Where you getting your information? Now something forming in you. Instead of feeding on God's word. And, and then I had this thought. And they, this ain't no statement. This is just something the Spirit of God told me. And I got this this morning as I, when I was coming here. What if the, we, we, you know, we quarantine now, quarantine now when we catch, you know, that, you know 10, 12 days and this, social distancing to the virus pad, blah, 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 blah. You know, if you don't have to go on a ventilation. What if we quarantine world news for one month? No news states. ABC, CBS, Fox, CNN. World News, Nightly News, Nightline News, News so-and-so, Smart News. They got all types of stuff now. Smart News. Oh, please stop. Everything is smart. Why did there wasn't no news channels informing us for just one month? And we just, we digested. But not better yet, what did we all open back up our Bibles? You'll be surprised what would form in the church again. But no. We got a habit. I need a little gossip. I need to know. And it's forming something in us that has caused the fire to go down. But the good news is, Pastor he's reigning the fire. Come on. Jesus got a fan in his hand. We're getting back to the word of God. <laughs> Woo! I'll die it. Now, go to, uh, now put this statement up. The church then loses its salt. It loses its fire. Fire gets people's attention. Come on. We've blended so much with this world's culture, we've lost our distinction. 
I mean, you know, when you, when you put too much salt in anything, you even put a little this, that, but when you put too much salt, ugh, why? It's strengthening it. And Jesus said in Matthew 6, say, you're the salt of the earth. We're, we're supposed to be preserving there. But when the salt has lost its savior or its strength or anointing, it ain't good for nothing to be trodden over. And then the next scripture right after that says, you're a city set on here. In other words, salt is what makes us distinctive different. We should be hot, so hot for God, on fire for God, so different, with a different message of love and compassion come out of our mouth. But we've mixed with the world, and we've watched so much other information that's got in our vocabulary and in our blah, blah, and food and conversation around the table till we've lost. Fire gets people attention, man. We lost, we've, lost, we've lost the salt is to preserve. We're, we're the salt of the air. We're the church that stand out. We shouldn't be lukewarm. We should be distinctive. Come on. But we've lost ourselves. We've blended ourselves with so many other different ingredients or what you would call spices and nutmeg. And we've lost. The people don't even, can't even see us no more because we're lukewarm and people dying and going there. Because we've left the fire of the word of God and we've been informed by everything and everybody else. I mean, come on, and we are marvelously equipped ourselves to be in Facebook, Instagram, tweeting, downloading. I'm not even a technology person. I'm going to tell you the stuff I be hearing. Screenshotting. I'm going to screenshot that. I'm going to post this. I'm going to post that. Man, that's why I stay with a flip phone. I just want to talk. Y'all do Y'all, all this information from heaven, all this stuff, I don't, I don't need all that. I had a notification alert. Coming from where? I ain't, what are y'all talking about? And in the fire, all this information, lukewarm. We left, neither hot nor cold. But guess what? When the church, now that we're not in that fire, how many of you know, before you put this up, I remember when I was a little boy. We grew up, man. And it was every so often, there'd be a fire in the neighborhood, a fire truck coming. I remember, everybody ran out the house. And it wasn't good enough just one truck. We took off. Let's go see what, it's a fire. It got people attention. Well, Y'all didn't do that? We did. It's down on Hoover Street. Well, right around the corner. See, we went, our neighborhood wasn't so big. And we were sitting there, watch it burn. To the crib. We ain't thinking about somebody dying. A fire. Woo! Did you see it? Yeah, I seen it for myself. But holy, holy. The church, we, we lost the attention of the world. We, but watch this. I should put that back up. Put it back up. And Go to Exodus 3, 2. See, you can get so busy in life with your bills, shopping, the mall, doing this, kids, groceries, go to the cleaners, uh, soccer mom. Doing, I mean, I understand, I understand. But sometimes you got to stop, be still, and know that I'm God. I got to go back. I'm getting too busy. And notice the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire. Out of the midst of the bush. This is Moses. 
And he looked. See, he was going about his daily business. You know, shepherd and sheep. He said, behold, this must burn with fire and is not being consumed. Notice it got his attention. When the church get back on fire, healing the sick, praying for the sick, and winning souls, it'll get the world's attention. And Moses said, I will now turn aside. I'm going to stop. You got to stop and make time for God. Don't get too busy with your children and family and home and making money and job and career. He said, I'm going to stop to see this great sight while this bush is burning, but not burned. And notice what came out of fire. And when the Lord saw, see, God ain't going to interrupt you till you give him attention. When he saw that Moses turned aside, God called. That's when God again to speak. When you get back in this book and get still, you'll hear the voice of God. You know, you're getting the right information. But as long as you're too busy doing it, got to go to the mall, got to take the kids here. You ain't going to hear God. You ain't going to hear him on all those stations I just informed you of. You hear him when you get still. God called out in the midst of the bush. He said, Moses, Moses, he said, here I am. Notice God wouldn't have spoke to him unless he got still. Fire got his attention. We're going to get the attention of the world again. I'm going to be a part of it. You're going to be a part. We're going to take this message and we're going to run with it now. We're going to keep this spiritual momentum. And he said, take off your shoes. Off your feet from a place where thou standest holy ground. And God began to define his career, his destiny, and purpose. The inner fire. And your real purpose, your it is not on all these channels. It's in this book. It's the voice of God. When you get back to this word, hallelujah, God will begin to define to you. That's why some of you are so dissatisfied because you know there's some stuff dying in you. There's some dream, some vision that God, is, and only fire can reveal it, praise God. When you start taking time and get back in the book and get down on your knees and get to where we can come back to the altar and quit worrying about how you going to look. Oh, if I I do that, my mascara, man. Listen, when you're desperate for God, you don't care nothing about your mascara. You don't care nothing about mucus coming out of your nose. Man, we would pray, oh, for God, oh, Jesus. God, that's fire. Oh, turn me on fire one more time. Touch me one more time with your glory, with Holy Ghost fire. But no, we, 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 we too, too busy because I got to go to school to get my degree. It ain't nothing wrong with going to school, but you better make time for some God. He knocking education. And this pandemic got us all distracted over stuff that did not matter to the point where the church became lukewarm. And I'll say this. I ain't going to go into detail. Thank God for my wife. Because for some reason you don't need to know how. Something happened in my life. She gave me stuff. Stuff I already knew. But it put a new fire in me. To be the best me I could be. And I said, I'm going to take this from the pulpit and whoever let it come on, deal, receive it. We got to come out of this lukewarm state. We can all do better. I said we can all do better. When you get hungry for God, you'll get like the psalmist in Psalms 42. As their heart panted, the deer panted. After the water broke, so panted, my soul left the deep. I thirst for the living God. 
And then later on in that song, he said, deep, cried out to the deep. The deepest part of you. That part that you think no one knows except God. It's got to cry out to God. Baptize me again. All over with fire. No one can do that except you. Stir up yourself, Timothy. Rekindle the flame. Come out of this lukewarm state. Indifferent. Nothing matters anymore. God help me. I'm trying to close. You that are streaming at home, write us, call us, email us. Send your comments in right now. Acts 2. I'm almost done. Fire gets people attention. And on the day of Pentecost, when fire of the Holy Ghost hit the church, everybody knew. They started in the streets. Man at the beautiful gate. Men had got in Peter's shadow. We see power, miracles. Why? Why? Holy Ghost fire just fell. The church hit the streets. They didn't care about politics or nothing else. Baptist, Democrat, whatever. Man, let's just get people delivered. And fire and people came because they saw fire. Not division, fire. God is restoring that fire. Acts 2, almost done. Oh, God, I'm Oh, God, help me. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. And you know everybody here know I'm telling the truth. We all lost something. And we all let some things slip. So nobody can turn it out. This is a personal message. Look in the mirror. That's yourself. Acts 2. Look at verse 1 through 4. The Bible says, it's King James only. He says that when the day of Pentecost was full to come, they were all in one accord, in one place, just like we are today. And this is, this is prophetic. And suddenly, we're going to start seeing some suddenness. There came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. Something to come up in here this morning. And it filled the house. Something is filling this house. There's an anointing filling the house. What is this anointing? Keep reading. And it appeared unto them cloven or great shafts of lightning bolts of fire like a fire. And it set on each of them. God, I'm asking you to set on each of them. Go into every person from the corner of that balcony to that corner to that pew. Set on your people. Fire, set on your people. Fill the house. We don't want to be lukewarm anymore. And they begin to speak. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit came down. It sat on each of them. I ain't did this in a long time. I ain't going to touch no one. Y'all put the camera so upstairs they can see me. Each of them. Little, little fire bolts. Fire. Keep the fire burning. God is doing it all over. Say, God is doing it again. He said, yeah, yeah. 
Getting rid of no more lukewarm. Each one of you. Not, not, not just Pastor Dick. Each one of them. Someone say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. How, 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 how you know? How, yeah, how you know that with God? Put up my statement and I'll tell you. God himself, fire, set on each of them and filled the whole house. God is doing it again. And it started with me and you. No more lukewarm, man. I ain't got time for junk. Don't have time for drama. Hallelujah. I'm going to be useful to God. I don't want to be hot, no cold where God just say he can't use me. I want to be used from God. This is my hour. God done put some stuff down in me. You might not want excellence in your life, but I do. I'm going back to the word of God, and I'm going to spark this fire. I'm going back to prayer, and I'm going to spark this fire. I'm going to be in there praying the Holy Ghost. Why do you think praying in the Holy Ghost stirred up the fire? That's what happened on that day. You're talking to God. You say, well, how do you know that's God? Thank you. Ezekiel 1, 26 and 27 says this. Ezekiel had a vision of him. And this is not the angel because he described the angel himself. And notice when it taught to him, it's capital H referred to God. And above the firmament, there was over their head, there was a likeness of a throne in the appearance of sapphire stone seated above the likeness of throne and the likeness with the appearance of a man, capital M. Keep going. And what? It had the appearance of his, capital H, waist upward. I saw the luster as it was glowing metal with the appearance of fire. He said he was fire from the waist up. And he said, enclosed round about within. And from the appearance of his waist down, I saw it was, it was fire. God is a fire from waist up. And God is a fire from waist down. And God is filling this house. He's setting on his people. Not just this house. You that's streaming. If you're in another country. If you're in another city. God is filling your house. He's filling your church. Fire. He's restoring the fire back to the church. And there was the brightness of a halo round about him. The glory of the fire is coming back on the church. No more lukewarmness. Either you're sold out for God or you're not. God is recalling us back to fire. Someone say, well, I need another scripture. Hit it, Hebrews. For our God is a consuming fire. God came in the building. God the Holy Ghost. And he's going to consume the hate, the bondage, the strife, the addiction, the sickness, everything that's not healthy for your life. This is a fire that will consume it. And let you put down stuff and say, I got to draw near to thee, near to thee, near to thee. Lord, I surrender all. This fire don't destroy you. It consumes the negativity that's in our life. Shit, I'm going to talk all my shit. No more lukewarm church. No more indifferent. Nothing matters. That's what happened to us. I saw people. Attitude, being Christian, then got caught up with all this other stuff that had formed opinion in them except the love of God. I'm like, what is going on? And God began to show me through the scriptures. I knew it. But my mind gave me something that gave me a little bit more for me. Me dig digger. Decided to be the best me I could be. I said, I'm going to do my own version, God. And I can see what God is doing. And I want Word of Life to be on the edge. We Let's get our salt back. Let's be the church that get the attention of the triad. 
there's something going on over there. Hallelujah. We ain't talking about dead religious services that let her kill it. We're talking about the power of God. We're talking about fire. We're talking about things being consumed out of folks' life. We're talking about salvation and healing and signs and wonders and miracles coming back. I'm going to close with you. Ah. Ah. You have Jude right next door to Revelation. Little book. It's only one chapter. How else do you keep the fire kindled and burning? I'll tell you how. Jude, as we close, 1, 20 and 21. Huh? The Holy Ghost and what? Fire fell, right? So then Jude 1, verse 20, it said, But build up yourselves. In the most holy faith. How you going to stir yourself and build yourself up? Rise like an adversary. How? Praying in the Holy Ghost. We quit praying. That's when the fire came. They were praying on the day of Pentecost. They weren't watching television. They weren't watching ABC, CBS, Fox, CNN. They weren't watching uh, World News Tonight. They weren't watching, come on, I don't care who it is. We've been all this other stuff has formed the pen, and we've gotten away from the fire. While we was busy, mad, and fussing over this and that, the fire was going down. They went to that little upper room, and they tarried. And all they had was God on their mind. Holy Ghost fire, healing the sick. And when the day of Pentecost was going to come, and they was in one accord, one accord, one accord. We don't have to agree with doctrine, but we got to come into the unity of the faith, and that's where Jesus come in. You can be Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Catholic, Word of Faith, but what? gives me unity with you is Jesus. I'm a Christian before I'm anything else. And I let nothing else separate my unity for you. And suddenly, they were praying in the Holy and fire hit. And God went in each of them. Matter of fact, y'all have a, go back. Go back. Go back. Go back to Acts. I got to do this for Go back to Acts. And give me the amplifier. Yes. Yes. Did I ask for it? Put it back. There's something in it. I want to see what it said. And when the dead Pentecost was full of come, there's something together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven like a mighty rain, a violent temper. The Spirit of God is in this place. A blast. It filled the house where they were sitting. And it appeared unto them tongues of fire. Let me explain something to you. They ain't talking about talking in tongues means shafts. You ever seen a fire that was so big? Lightning bolts to shout, shut out. How many know what I'm talking about? Like, like out in Southern California, fire jump out, fire. Those tongues of fire. God came in the building. Now you know where in tongues, his fire would manifest. But the fire just didn't stay in God. And when they separated, could God of my day would distribute and settle on each one of them. I pray something that settled on everybody under the sound of my voice. No more lukewarm. No more pretending. Hallelujah. Nothing can substitute real fire. Now, let's close with, 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 with my statement. So then, then, then when he said, build up yourself praying in the Holy Ghost, you keep the Holy Ghost fire burning, stirred in you by praying in the Holy Ghost. The word of God in prayer. Word of God in prayer. Now, if you don't want to talk, it's fine. Just pray. Just, just read 1 Corinthians 14, 
Verse 3 will tell you who you're talking to. He that speaks not on no tongue, verse 2 and 3, speaks not on men, but under God. You're stirring that fire. So you say, but I don't believe that. Well, all you got to do is just open up your mouth and pray. You went to a denomination said that, that, that when you're talking tongues, you're talking to the devil. That's a lie. It said you're talking to God. And that's what the devil told you. It was the devil because he don't want you. Because you're sparking that fire. I'm in the word, praying in tongues. In the word, praying in the spirit. Building up myself. Stirring myself. I was praying in the car coming here. I knew. I said, God, use me. Oh, God, all of you and none of me. Speak through my, uh, my, 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 my mouth and, and speak through my mind. Shut up. That fire consume me. Hallelujah. Because if they see you, ah, we, 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 we're in the days of suddenly. You're going to suddenly see your children come in when you get back in the Word. You're going to suddenly see your debts canceled. You're going, when, you, when you go pursuing God, all these other things you've been trying to make and working three jobs again, suddenly God is going to cause them to happen. But you got to pray in the Holy Ghost. That's another fuel to the fire. And I'll close with this. Matthew 3, verse 11 and 12, to let you know he ain't talking about natural fire. And indeed, I baptize you with water into repentance, John said. That's good. But there's coming one that's mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not even worthy to bear. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Now, once this fire comes, it's up to you to keep it burning. Look at the next verse. Whose fan is in his hand? When the fire goes out, what's happening? God, is a, God says a smoking flax. I'll not, I, I went, see, the devil thought some of your fire was going to go out. But you came here this morning, and the Holy Ghost is fanning the fire. Sun is burning down in you like I got to pursue God. I got to seek God like never before. I ain't got time for drama. I ain't got time for nobody, nothing in my life that's going to separate me from God. I'm letting, I got to put God back on the throne in my life. God is fanning the fire. Who, he will thoroughly purge his floor. Look what he's doing. And gather the wheat. God wants the best out of your life. And he will burn up the shell with that stuff you don't need. That can be people, drugs, alcohol, addiction. With what? Unquenchable fire. He said it's Holy Ghost fire. You that is home, respond right now. You that are streaming, wherever you at, respond right now. Write, email, call. Go to that website. Let us know what the Holy Ghost is doing in your life. Hallelujah. We will not be a lukewarm church. Do I have any witness? We're not going to be like the church and they ought to seal. We choose fire. Hallelujah. But you got to stir yourself. You got to fan the flames. You got to praise God, keep the fire burning. This inner fire. The devil and people see that it go out. Anybody get anything? Stand on your feet and give God praise right now. You that at home, stand on your feet and start giving God praise. Every member. Come on back to church. Get back around the fire. God, God is a consuming fire. Come on, give him glory right now. God did something. And I forget about who you came with. They can't be more important than God can they? The give of your life, the sustainer, the breath that you breathe, and everything that have breath. Praise you, the Lord. You qualify. I said you qualify. Give him glory in your life.
I don't know where y'all are streaming, whatever. Y'all decide to go out whatever you want to. I'm going to move in the Holy Ghost again. I said, I'm going to move in the Holy Ghost. We done got too quick. I'm going to go home. Why? The fire is right here. It's never been as hot as it's going to get right here. It ain't going to be this hot in Walmart. It ain't going to be this hot in Longhorn. It ain't going to be this hot in Red Lock. When you leave it, this is hot as it's going to get. There's somebody, you know, and don't get religious on me. God has personally spoke to you, sparked something in you. Fire has been reignited. You understand that I'm not going to be a lukewarm Christian. 